0: In a land far away, once, once upon a time, time Brendan, Vicky be partners, partners in and crime. crime. We danced through life like, like a couple, couple of gays, but as time went by, we, we went our separate. Ways. And now we're back together, talking about whatever, talking about the music that, that we love forever. Hooking like, you up
1: like a telephone jack. Everybody listen up, we'll get back on track. Welcome back, gentle listeners. This is Back on Track with Miss Vicki B. Oh, wow. This is Brendan. That was so smooth, Vicky. That was my 80s light FM radio voice. Did you like that? Is that what we're doing today? That's what we're doing today. We're here, we're queer, and we're talking about music. I love it. And you know what else I love? We have our very first guest. We do. Should I make an introduction? Make the intro. Okay, here he is. He's an actor, a comic, and a writer. He's a creator, producer, and host of the 1980s-based live comedy story. Storytelling series, a very special episode, now entering its third year in Los Angeles. He's appeared on VH1 and MTV and featured on shows like Risk, UCB's Origin Story. Body Storytelling and Don't Tell My Mother, a fellow Massachusetts native and an aerosol hair product user, Mr. Ooh. Jonathan Bradley Welch. <laughs> oh my
2: God,
3: Jonathan. Hi. Congrats. Thank you for You're having first, me. Your first um, guest. I'm
1: so honored.
3: And Vicky, and by the way, the breathy tone. Do you I love so it? I appreciate it. <laughs> it's for our think gentle think listeners. Any kind of, exactly, any kind of soft rock station has to have a good husky, breathy tone to it. Are the you lady. in love
0: with Delilah?
3: I hate Delilah. <gasps> why (laughs) this is we're gonna get polarizing really oh my gosh wait
0: why because she always
3: misses the mark she always misses the mark somebody will call up and say like my my husband passed away like three years ago I think about him all the time Delilah and she's like I
1: have a song for you and then she plays like
3: (laughs) Baby come back.
2: And it's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Oh my okay. God,
1: okay. I had actually not I didn't know that was her name until
0: Brendan and I were talking about that. Delilah earlier today. Renee. Yeah. Delilah. Well, here's the thing I'd say though. I I am not, not like a super fan, I don't listen to Delilah mm-hmm. every night, but um, I just I love the tone of her voice mm-hmm. on radio. And um my brother and I saw her at, I think, a Pride Rally or, or 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 it was either Pride Rally or it was like Broadway and Bryant Park. It was one of the two. Yeah. But she was hosting something. And I thought, that's weird. Why is she in New York? Especially because then I found out, I think she records like on the West Coast somewhere. She does. She records in San Diego.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because so they crazy. made a big deal. We get a soft rock station in L.A., out of San Diego somehow. It's two hours away. And yet we still hear this station loud and clear. And she's <laughs> it, they made a big deal out of Delilah being back on the radio. She's like, I'm back in San Diego, everybody. And also interesting that you said that about the about the pride thing. Because um, I, I was actually listening to Delilah. Not that I do that. Oh, that <laughs> um, so you're like
1: a, you're awesome. like a hater lover. I'm, I'm a, a lover, hater, hater slash
3: like on in my car all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening to it one night, and a very very clearly a gay boy called up to dedicate a song to his female best friend to his his young hag, and he was just like, "I love her, she's great." And Delilah was like, "I detect." Is there a crush? Do you have a crush on oh, her? And yeah. I was like, sing- oh, Delilah. Come on. Yeah.
0: Do you think, though, she's like playing to a base like she's maybe a little smarter? It, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Period.
1: Ow. Okay, yeah. that's where we're going. Ding, right. ding, ding. <laughs> round one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we... Um, all right, before we get going, tell us a little bit about a very special episode about uh, yeah. your 80s... Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: extravaganza extravaganza well yes so a very special episode we'll we'll start there and then we'll go back in time. but a very special episode uh was born out of my love for 1980s pop culture 1980s television um kind of examining the television era that that we all grew up with and feel very comfortable with and even kids who are younger than than me i'm 32 so like anybody younger than us grew up with With watching these shows and reruns, uh, we take a different 1980s TV show, we pick it apart, we pay tribute to it, we play a clip from it. From the clip, we get a theme, and our storytellers tell a story based on that theme. So we geek out a lot about the TV show, we geek out a lot about 80s culture, but then we have some really great live, real comedy that happens at every show.
0: Is there a way for people who aren't in L.A. to see any of this or hear any of it or is it Um, all live all real All live and it's all real (laughs) we
3: are of course we're entering our third year in los angeles uh we do run a show in new york with different hosts um and they've sort of taken that ball and run with it but um but you can take a look at the facebook page which is facebook.com slash a very special episode and find out more about our shows and when we do eventually tape them everything will be up there
1: Awesome. Well, on today's very special episode, the theme is 80s Light FM, the cars that you were listening to on the radio when your mom was driving you to the grocery store.
0: The cars? In, in the cars? Did I say that? <laughs> yeah,
1: the cars. Sometimes I say things that I don't. Mm-hmm. In the van, in the station wagon. We're listening
0: to cars and the songs. Yeah, or
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, the band The Cars. Oh, sure. You know. Yeah,
3: The Cars had some great hits. I don't know <laughs> if they're on the list for
1: today. They're not on my list. <laughs> well, what is on your list, Vicky? Li- let's God, kick it off. Where do we start? Okay, I'm gonna start. Okay, this is probably my favorite song. It's called, um, it's by Paul Young from his album The Secret of Association from 1985. The name of the track is Every Time You Go Away.
2: Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with
1: you. remember that song? A little. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. I remember You remember it big so time?
3: Well. I mean, that song, like, flooded my basement at a very young age, I thought. <laughs> oh, my God. Was, yeah, it's a very sensual song. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm
1: just, like, How standing. young were you flooding the basement? I'm pretty young. <laughs> I started having feelings very young. I'm just starting to realize that you're making, like, a, a, a semen metaphor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you haven't heard this I'm before. I'm thinking about Vicky. I know your knows. basement's been
1: flooded. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> yeah, Vicky, you need a dry back I'm, down I'm <laughs> thinking about how am I going to bail him out, and I'm getting a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. right now. I'm thinking about Hollow Notes, and you guys are talking to me about, you know, wet dreams and things like that. Good mm-hmm. God. All right. Well, back to – Well, let's to, talk every time it. you go okay. away. So the original version, as I said, uh, appears on Hollow Notes, uh, their album from 1980. Uh, Voices is the name of the album. But it's, it wasn't a single. Um Clay Aiken also covered this in 2006 on his album A Thousand Different Ways. This is Paul Young's only number one hit. Um, it was on the Billboard Hot 100 and Adult Contemporary. And we'll find that a lot of these songs that we're talking about today were also on the Adult Adult Contemporary charts. Well, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So you know that should be a requirement, isn't that like a isn't that like a synonym? I mean, I think so. Okay, I think so I always loved this song. I always just thought, especially that sitar sound at the beginning, and then the piano that's in there. Um in, in the background, it always felt very atmospheric and really sad and melancholy. Me and my sister love this song. We sing it to each other all the time. Do you guys
0: remember when the song would come out on the radio? Like when you we were kids? I remember it, but it wasn't it was one of those songs that sort of passed me by, to be honest. I mean, I remember like you hear it and you're and I remember it, but it, it wasn't one that stuck to me, but it stuck for you. It definitely John. stuck for me. Yeah. Um it, it had a nice powerful
3: intro, very mm-hmm. dark and stormy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um I also loved Paul Young covered What Becomes of the Bird. Brokenhearted for fried green tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that made me,
3: he, he just, he has a special place in my heart.
1: He did another cover in 1990 of the Chi Lights' Oh Girl. You know that song? Oh girl, yeah. be in trouble if you left me now. I love that song too. So he was famous for probably those three songs and then that's about where we draw the line for Paul mm-hmm. Young. What's yet. he doing it's now? I have no idea. Yeah. But this video, let's just talk for a second. Did anybody watch the video? I watched the video. Okay, first of all, Crazy Phantom of the Opera inspired video. Phantom of the Opera was, (laughs) right. I know, Andrew Lloyd Webber was in his heyday at that moment and Mm -hmm. on our list there's probably about three or four of these videos that have some sort of weird Phantom of the Opera reference in it Um, and Paul is performing from what appears to be like a castle or a dungeon, which it just, this song is so like ethereal and sort of soft and like sitar, I don't think of like a dungeon or like flames or anything like that from it, so I don't have no idea where he got that, but there's also some like contemporary ballet in these jail cells and oh, these like yes. ballerinas on point shoes doing site specific choreography in like, <laughs> Sites a jail. And um, I don't think of these things when I think of this track. I don't know about you
0: guys. Like, um, 100% now. Yeah. <laughs> no,
3: I could see the connection though because yeah. of, you very hard hitting of the piano keys that come in. And so you just think, where's the ballet dancer? Like She's got to <laughs> be Frappe somewhere. Let's,
1: yeah, let's look behind the bars. She's got to be in the cell somewhere. Um, I can see it. There's also a really interesting climax in the video where he's walking through the rain. And this is going through the sort of 80s flat iron spike job era that we have, like where hair got big and out of control. Oh, yeah. And then he goes through this rain, this obviously fake set. And the rain is coming down and it completely obliterates his hair, like flattens it straight out. And I like felt a little bit like uncomfortable and like a little bit of anxiety from that. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used <laughs> that. I used to do that with my hair. You have to do the mm-hmm. gel and all that. But it takes of course. a long freaking time. Yeah, and if you
3: get any like raindrops and that, that's a disaster. It's over. Just that feeling over. of it going down <laughs> your forehead and taking some gel with it. It gets in your
0: eye. Oh, you can taste yeah. it, and it burns. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's where Paul Young is now. Yeah where recovery. are you at on our list on our list Brandon, well we i have two first. things i want to come back to and we okay. and i we can come back later cuz i'm sure they'll make appearances one at some point i want to talk about i'm not quite clear on when hall notes became this like cultural you know group that we all have to like make fun of constantly i mean i get why we're making fun of them it just it's they become sort of like big larger than life so i love thoughts on that Mm -hmm. b number two is um i think it's hilarious for we talk about whiteboard moments sometimes or just like what we need to put up there one of the big themes is i think almost that's not true not every song but a large number of these songs were featured on american idol (laughs) (laughs) which i just think is very interesting really about just like the the americana that is a lot of these songs um which leads me to uh, my first track that I want to talk about, which is Could Have Been by Tiffany.
2: Could have been so beautiful. Could have been so right. How much do you love Could Have Been?
1: I love Could Have Been, and I love her as, like, a foil to Debbie Gibson. I'm I love sorry. her. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you Team Tiffany or Team Debbie? Which For sure. And I think I, was, I think I was Team Tiffany. Tiffany mm-hmm. all the way. I think I would be Team Debbie. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's how we're doing this episode, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it's
3: just me versus everybody else. <laughs> uh, because, like, really, how sad and sincere can you be when you're singing this from a mall?
0: From well a did she sing this in the food she sang everything in
1: the well food yeah court. i
0: mean she yeah. had to go through her old cat i mean there were only a couple of hits yeah. um but you know what's interesting about this one is that her um record producer got the song so they i think they found the original you know writer and and uh singer of could have been at a coffee shop in la her name is i think lois blaish liz i had liz blaish Lois, Liz. Wow, so who the hell knows? The air. Wow, Lois, I, also known as Liz. <laughs> <laughs> They're sort of similar. Yeah. Um, maybe it was an autocorrect. I don't know. The point is. Her last name, I think, is Blaish, which is pretty fabulous. (laughs) But I did watch a recent video of her singing the song. Not so fabulous. Oh, of Liz Lois? Liz Lois Blaish. Mm. It was a little rough. Um, And then some guy who said – on it was like on YouTube – some guy claiming to be Don McGovern, who was one of the people who – like an AR guy who brought the song to – uh, George Tobin for Tiffany um, anyway uh, some guy commented as apparently uh, Don McGovern saying you know this reminds me of the day we we first found her we or found something her. And, and she was like 12 <laughs> years old too was she? do you or know was like America's. no not Dion, Tiffany basically. the first moment of finding Lois Lo- li- yeah. how, how do
3: you find Lois
0: yes. if she's just sitting <laughs> in a <laughs> coffee she bean she and put was
3: performing oh she was performing I thought she was just
0: like scrawling notes in a coffee she was performing Okay. could have been. And what's, yeah. the one thing I want to say before we go on to Tiffany's backstory <laughs> is that what I love about Tiffany in this moment is George did not think Tiffany could handle the emotional weight and depth of this song. Mm-hmm. And she really fought for it. And it became a huge hit. Yeah. Well, I had that thought also when I listened to this today. I'm
1: <laughs> she like, was <now> <laughs> I was like, well, that's really interesting that a <laughs> 14-year-old a girl <laughs> with a perm is going to be sitting here in a mall, yeah. like, talking to me about how, like, what, what could have been here. Like, you don't know what right. could have been. <laughs> you could have graduated school a year earlier, gotten a different color, like, training bra. I mean, like, what really could have been.
3: I mean. <laughs> but I even feel like teenagers were just so sad in the Reagan administration, weren't they? They I were mean, just so pensive. They had Molly Ringwald to look up to. I mean. That's sad in and of itself. I
0: would have been sad, too, if I was a teenager in the 80s. And forced to sing in a mall.
1: Well, so Tiffany's backstory, if I may. You may. Um, So apparently there was a dispute, a battle between uh, Tiffany's manager, George Tobin, and her parents over ownership of sort of the direction of Tiffany's career, the money that was coming in, the proceeds, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess... Uh, Tiffany's grandmother was on the side of Tiffany and her manager, and her parents were very much against it. So she tried to legally emancipate herself a la... Alicia Silverstone from sure. Clueless. And mm-hmm. um, and the judge wouldn't let it happen. So as a result, Tiffany moved out of her parents' house. They gave her grandmother, I think it was like temporary custody. And um, yeah, and so she, you know, she went forward with her manager and her grandmother and like, wow. sort of said, you know, whatever to her parents.
0: Didn't Macaulay oh, Culkin okay. try to emancipate himself? I think so. Or maybe he was, so so. he was successful. He
3: was, from that whole huge Culkin family, because there were, if, if you watch any Home Alone, you'll see that there are like seven of them totally. running around in the
0: family. <laughs> I just we watched <laughs> it the other day, and you know what? This is a total side note. We need to get back to Tiffany, but John Williams did that score, and it's kind of funny because people think it's a throwaway movie, but that score is gorgeous. Score is it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, Tiffany. <laughs> 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that I think is so fascinating about specifically this song, but also that whole era of that you know, teen mall music. Um, it, it sounds like she's floating in space wherever they recorded it. Like, it's so yeah. interesting how like she's nowhere near the microphone. You have no concept of like a direction or what's happening. It's not the immersive sonic experience you maybe would get um, from a more modern record. No, um, <laughs> <so> yeah, that <laughs> would be why it like, it makes me so
3: emotional because when I hear that song, you hear the distance I, and I'm <laughs> anxious about space, it
2: freaks me <laughs> out.
3: So like if she's floating in space, I don't want any part Part of it, She's <laughs> floating out there. We need to get her back. She's a modern-day Sandy Bullock. Oh my god, gravity, <laughs> gravity, just gravity.
1: floating. Where's out there. George? So, what is the be-all, end-all number one starter track for you for this playlist? I have a really good one for you guys, and it's uh, the
3: "Baby I Love Your Way" slash "Free Bird"
1: Will to power song. Will to <laughs> power. To will
2: to power. Yeah,
3: this is power. an interesting one. It's a very interesting choice because, first of all, medleys are just such an interesting thing for for people to put together. But yet, I and when like do medleys actually- become hits? Right? When do medleys become hits? It's like somebody was doing this at a bat mitzvah somewhere, and then they <laughs> recorded it and put it up, and it was like you have a hit. Congratulations. <laughs> um but of course it's a cover of the Peter Frampton song mixed with a cover of the Leonard Skinnard song put together. And of course we've heard uh other covers of Baby I Love Your Way too. By Big, big Mountain, Mountain yeah. and you be was it UB No, that's another one. Totally thinking of a different song. Big, but Mountain. big Mountain did it and then had that very big uh more electronic sound. But this is a little bit more uh more of your typical like eighties soft rock, campy. Instant camp, like it's it's a beautiful thing. And what I want to talk about is the video. Oh yeah, have you guys seen the video? I have. I can't you wait. Have? You go, go. I've got a lot to say. There's so much to be said. So it's basically the female singer, Susie Carr, is singing the "Baby I Love Your Way" part, and the male singer in the group is singing the "Free Bird" portion. And it's almost as though they're they're living these. Two separate, like, filled with love and sadness lives, Uh, and his hair is extraordinarily long, and he has a spectacular handlebar mustache. It's highly offensive. It really hurts your eyes, (laughs) but you look at it, and you're like, who are you? (laughs) Who is this man? And he's, at one point, riding a motorcycle... Along a a beach road with a sunset.
1: It's all in Fort Lauderdale. All in Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale, Miami Beach. Exactly.
3: Like Like, again, this was done at some kind of uh, VFW.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) And they put it up and they were like, let's make a video. What's really interesting about this video, if you watch it, and I urge you to watch it, is that at about 59 seconds, you see Susie Carr in a recording studio and she's laying down her, her track. And they zoom in closer on her face, and you watch it, and you'll say, "My God, it's Kristen Wig."
0: <laughs> she <laughs> no looks way. exactly
1: like Kristen. I didn't Wiig. notice that, but I got to watch
3: it. You got to watch. You got to watch the video. Fifty nine yeah. seconds. Fifty nine so, okay. seconds. Fifty nine through. I would say like one fifteen,
1: and it's uncanny. Well, you, you, you also at the very beginning, it starts off wacky because it starts off with a close up of of a. Of, the book Will to Power by Friedrich Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Which is yes. like who, who they named the band after. What right. is like the, the story so of start, Will to Power? Yeah, that, so it's like this dude, oh God, what is his name? Um, oh, what is the name? I don't know because I just look at him and just think
3: like he can't exist in real life.
1: It's basically, <laughs> you know? the, just sort of this mastermind producer okay. that gets these these freestyle artists to, to sing leads on his track. Mm, okay. Like um, Joya Bruno, a member of the second lineup of of Exposé and and the member of the first lineup of Exposé her name was Sandy um, So all of these like oh, sort yeah. of permed out sort of like Fort Lauderdale uh, Latin freestyle artists like come to sing on this dude's records. And it's really funny talking about the freestyle moment. I'll go back to the video in just a second. Yeah, But I didn't realize it. I grew up dancing. When I first started dancing, everything that I was trained to was all freestyle. I don't know what my dance teacher just must have known in DJ or something like that. But then I look back and I realize that, holy crap, it was all freestyle. And I remember dancing to... um Fading Away, which was their second single, which sounded <laughs> nothing like the sort of radio-friendly pop, you know, bliss of this track, Um but anyway, yeah, the video is an exercise in, like, terrible filmmaking. Everything is backlit. Like, everything yeah. is completely backlit. Her perm, her big blonde perm, is mm-hmm. she's a black shadow, like, standing next to a window, and the, the beach and the ocean are completely lit, and yep. she's just in complete The, though, the lighting is shadow. absolutely
3: terrible. <laughs> it almost looks like they caught her
1: during a Glamour Shots
3: shoot. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. they were, like, saying for us now. My God. But mm-hmm. Glamour Shots? Oh, yeah! Wow. Just the soft photo. Focus. Yes. There's no soft focus on this. It's just very hard. Right. And she's throwing herself up against a tree and sliding up and down. I mean,
0: <laughs> God help her. Were um, were uh, Peter Frampton or Leonard to ever? Uh, was there was ever like a any coming together with.
3: No, the Power? I don't think so. I, I doubt it. That'd be a they, real magic also, moment to put together. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to know, how How did we put these two songs together? How did they come together? They sound fine together.
0: It reminds me of how um, both Vicky and I worked on a cruise ship um, mm-hmm. and sometimes in the production shows, although we were in different uh Cruise lines, uh, but the one I was on did a lot of pop music, and I, there would always be this, you know, sassy gay music director who would come up with these crazy ideas, and it would never get produced in real life. But because a cruise ship is a cruise ship, they actually okay. do them. Um, <laughs> so yeah. it reminds me of like a cruise ship medley.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. whatever the case may be, it went number one on Billboard Hot 100. So they had they had the right Boom. formula. Mm-hmm. They had the right formula. Do you mind if I switch gears? I
0: don't. And switch move away from Will to
1: Power. <laughs> I want to go for my 1984 boyfriend um, from his Born in the USA album. The song I want to talk about is I'm on
2: Fire. At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head only you And cool my desire
1: Oh, I'm on fire Do you guys remember this song? I mean...
0: I think the whole world knows the song.
1: Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. So like I said, he was basically like, he, now that I look at it having grown up, he's such husband material. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I really think he is. I mean, he's, he's like a liberal artist, rocker guy that's from like a, a working class background that's singing about r- like, physical,
0: sexual tension. This video is really hot. Have you guys seen the video? I mean, you're really getting me, like, excited as I'm listening to you talk about him. But yeah. I've never, like, gotten the connection with him. I mean, I get it from, like, a if I met him on the street, those are sounds – I mean, he seems like a lovely person <laughs> for <laughs> all the reasons you just said. But, like, his music doesn't get me, like, going in that way. That uh, Clearly, everyone – feels connected to I know
1: it. what are you what about you John
3: I, I this could be a New Jersey connection because <laughs> minus my current boyfriend all of my previous boyfriends were all from New Jersey right so so he reminds I, you of a boyfriend it just gives me something yeah there's something about Chris Christie there's something about all of them <laughs> <laughs> who just give it to me. And
0: so Bruce I don't Springsteen- know if Bruce would appreciate being lumped in uh, to
3: that lump. I don't think he would. Um, but but no, uh, there's there's definitely something about Bruce Springsteen that feels a little bit more attainable than a lot of these artists in the 1980s, where they they were just so. Uh, not plastic, but they were just so placed on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And he was your everyman.
1: Well, he was, and he was of, like, the Michael Jackson and the Prince and the Madonna. He was, he at one point, he was right up there with them in terms of album sales and yeah. concerts, except that of all of them, like you were saying, he seemed to be the most sort of, like, reachable or attainable. He has a video where he basically does the whole video live he sings it live Mm -hmm. we're going through an era of like mtv where everybody's lip-syncing and it's just part of the course Dancing in the dark. Is it dancing in the dark? dark? Dancing in the dark with Courtney Cox? Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox, Cox yep. on like
3: pulled, Courtney Cox dancing like an idiot. Courtney Cox or Cat pulls it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now Courtney. Cox Oh yeah, again. shit. She's Courtney Cox again. You're right. Uh, thank you a for rumor the correction. That she was dating Matthew Perry, by the way.
1: Yeah, was that? That's what was just
3: that? A rumor. I think that was gossip. That was just us. We don't trade in gossip, John. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody <laughs> wants like Julia Louis Dreyfus to date Jerry Seinfeld. Like everybody
1: wants. I want to date Bruce Springsteen. I want him to sing to me.
0: You want to marry him? I do.
1: He's husband material. He was. On he was
0: on SNL recently. Um, <laughs> oh yeah! And I just—I was, was like Santa oh, okay. Claus is coming to town thing, and it was which the so... whole cast looked like they were freaking out about. Oh, uh, yeah. Vanessa Bayer was behind him, and her her smile didn't shut for like four minutes yeah, straight. Just... Her mouth was just open. <laughs> it was <laughs> hilarious. Completely elated. Do you
1: have any anybody from any of your list that you might have had a crush on or
0: oh wow expressed feelings
1: of? Of love that were difficult to deal with as a young 80s gay baby.
0: Well, interestingly you say that. Um I you know, well, oh my gosh, this is going to bring up rumor and gossip. Um but but we're going to set the record straight. Um <laughs> I want to talk about uh Heaven by Brian Adams.
2: Baby, you're wrong.
1: Okay, I'm familiar with this. Oh,
0: well, everyone's familiar with this, especially probably because they've heard the Candlelight DJ Sammy. Is that yeah, the name DJ of it? Yeah, DJ Sammy, that yeah. remake from 2001. Right. I just want to kill myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and they did like the Candlelight version. It was like a tribute to 9/11, the whole thing. And Ooh. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but like, yeah. How
1: is that? How does that have to do with anything? I don't
0: know. Okay. But what I will, what I do know is that I knew this song back in the day because um, Brian Adams was super hot my dad was super gay um, <laughs> and he was sort of obsessed and it was that moment you know you know pre-internet when just a lot of these like rumors would fly and, and you would just I mean rumors fly on the internet too obviously but there wasn't like an easy way of debunking anything and there was a lot of rumor about Brian Adams being gay um, which I remember just my dad like clinging to <laughs> every possible notion and then um, we took a family trip to Montreal when I was little and we literally I mean this is like out of a movie we stumbled onto a brian adams concert he was performing outdoors near the olympic village um and and we just were walking down the street and like brian adams was in the park and it was, was it truly was heaven (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, I think performing with Barbra Streisand for I Finally Found Someone was, was could uh, have been a has two cute two faces certainly <laughs> does and the other one is Brian Adams <laughs> oh my goodness that was certainly a wink and a nod to uh, that little rumor don't you think yeah it yeah, might have yeah, been maybe exactly.
3: <laughs> like if funny. you're gonna do
1: a duet with anybody you do it with Babs and all of a sudden well I think he's fly. married to
0: a woman with children just
3: FYI yeah
1: it was just a rumor That's I always well.
3: liked um,
0: him
1: I always really really liked him that song Run To You is so hot from that same era yeah
0: so many great hits. And then there was that whole Robin Hood moment that took off, Yeah, um, which is played like – Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Brandy
1: did a really good cover of that on her um, 1998 Never Say Never album. Brandy
0: Norwood. Brandy Norwood. Oh. The Brandy yes. Norwood. Roxy Hart of
1: Chicago's – Broadway Chicago.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was I um, – what was I reading recently that um, there's still beef, I think, between Brandy and, and Monica? Um, and no, and Monica. no, not Monica. Oh. Um, what was that? Countess Vaughn. Oh, Lord, from Oisha. Yes. Oh, wow. I think there's still some beef. Everybody's from beefing with Countess Vaughn. Did
1: you hear that she was mm. supposed to be on Fresh Prince of Bel Air slightly more regularly, and Will Smith actually didn't want her on? Was, was that her? Was that Countess Vaughn? Ooh.
3: Will Smith had his way
0: with a lot of people <laughs> who were on Fresh Prince. So he
1: well, it was his show. Viv. Well, Right. She seemed
0: very difficult. She did see an even <laughs> She today, also... Yeah, and I think she also had her um her uh, wires crossed around whose show it was. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, it's not the Aunt Viv show. I no, don't Aunt think anybody, anybody who watches
1: this is very clear on that fact. It's for Aunt Viv. Well, so, we're going to have... I'll have to fact check that. Yeah,
0: I'll whatever. I'll have to fact check that. but <laughs> we I can do, let the facts go. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I do love me some Brian Adams. Um, Yeah, I mean... And his song, um, Oh, uh, the the only thing that looks good on me is you. Do you remember that song mm-hmm. when he had a little bit oh. of a resurgence after Do yeah. You Really Love a Woman? Yeah. That um uh, Don Juan DeMarco Johnny Depp vehicle That that happened And he did that song The Spanish guitar Yeah The uh, the only thing that looks good on me Is you I love that song He's Todd. sexy He's, he's really sexy He is, he is. Canadian. He's Canadian Is that the he sexiest part? I, <laughs> I don't that know think sparks the gay rumors Because
3: they're, they're, Cause cause they're Because softer. So, they're softer They're polite and he's nice And he's polite He's like that boy next door So it's like You can't be straight You can't really be reckless <laughs> right. Yeah that, With the name of the album no. name of the album Yeah oh. So All what's right.
1: next on your list, darling? I think in that same theme,
3: if we're talking about crushes, um, I have 1988's How Can I Fall by Breathe.
2: How can I fall? How can I fall?
1: breathe story you have oh my go. gosh there's you a breathe story a there's a story. breathe
0: story. <sighs> story you have to just
3: go just do it uh i was working at home one day and this was before spotify when and that's how i listened to all my music but i would go on to youtube like you do you look up a, a video and you just let it play because it's stuck in your head so how can i fall was in my head and i i put it on and i was doing work and i Moved away from my desk, and then I came back, and the video was playing, and I saw saw the lead singer, and I was like, "I'm in love. This is love. This is what love is." I was 30, but <laughs> was truly love. Um, he he was a dreamboat. David Glasper is the name of of the lead singer, and they had a couple hits. They had "How Can I Fall," and they also had "Hands to Heaven," which is a little bit more of a poignant, uh, much slower ballad. Uh, where, whereas how can I fall is a little bit more like, how can I fall in love with you because you're so boring? And I was listening to this and I was like, I'm not boring, <laughs> David, I'm not boring. And I go in a time machine and fall back in love with you in 1988 when I was five. Um, give me a chance so of course i looked him up to see where where he is today and it turns out that he goes in and out of disappearing in 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 asian countries like he'll disappear into like the philippines and then what does that mean hop back up again he i think he's had some problems problems that david if you're listening i can help you with (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but disappear like the government's grabbing him or he's I,
3: it going have nothing to do with the government okay. because he, he's i don't think he's running from anything i don't think he's running from the law I don't okay think he's running from the man sometimes
0: people he's... disappear that way they do but he
3: disappears <laughs> because i think he has he's had some substance abuse issues got if, it if i'm not mistaken i don't know his life i'd like to do we but... know why
0: he's attracted to the continent of
3: asia i, I availability think that
0: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: And a buck goes a long way. So, Fair. so Fair. he'll so he'll disappear into a village and then he'll reappear playing guitar and somebody'll be like filming it and and then they'll put it on YouTube. So what happened next? So, so what happened with him? Yeah, next, what happened with him? Um I believe that's what's going on. That's oh. that's what's been Did going on. Did you find him, and to him? Have you I, I haven't declared your love him. prior to this. I I think he's straight. And <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that he's actually straight and and the years haven't treated him well? No.
2: <laughs>
3: when you're running from something, I can right. I can't imagine that like you're taking a lot of time for moisturized self-care. Right. So, I mean, I I wish him the best. I hope he's doing well. He also made a really bad tattoo choice. It was some kind Describe. of, it was some kind of tribal, like, barbed wire thing going That was going hot a, a little while ago. It was it was hot back in like the Cisco Thong Song days. He I'm surprised so. he
0: doesn't have like the cliche like Asian characters. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. He, he might on might. like his lower back. And yeah. we're not seeing it on these right. YouTube videos. He,
3: see,
1: he looked really. He struck me as very pure and very sort very. of uh, down home in the video. Sort of very white bread. And actually, I'm, I noticed I was like, this whole video looks like a extended advertisement for Levi's jeans.
0: You know what I mean? Everybody
1: <laughs> it in does. it looks like a diet There's Coke a lot commercial. of
3: denim there's a nice uh like vaseline soft wash over the lens uh it's taking place in like a brooklyn neighborhood that never existed where mm-hmm. people are dancing around under street lights yep. and stick balls everybody's the got a home, home, perm. All the women have a home yeah, perm yeah ogilvy um, <laughs> ogilvy ogilvy <laughs>
1: um they, it
3: looks gorgeous though he's bl- blonde haired blue-eyed treat isn't yeah
1: he? they all look like they never would swear they look like they yeah. would never ever swear the utter word and the set like it's saying where you're it doesn't exist it looks like it was borrowed from Janet Jackson's When I Think of You video <laughs> like they repurposed it like yeah, they sure. got it on well we got, got this got
0: set hanging around discount <laughs> yeah well, they didn't create a new set for that video
1: that's for sure <laughs> but anyway yeah I love that song and they're, what a what song. a cool like band and very easy listening and very atmospheric and airy and hence the name Breathe Breathe, <laughs> Breathe.
0: imagine it that. all connects imagine that vicky take us somewhere what's
1: next oh my god can we talk about i guess we got to talk about more sort of male singer songwriter duos The i'm gonna jump to tears for fears do you guys remember tears for fears you it's a must, mad world I babe must. or well the song i've selected from their album songs from the big chair from 1985 head over heels
0: It would have been a total blasphemous. blasphemous. Yeah,
1: sorry, <laughs> Could you. it would have totally jumped eras, and it would have been defied. Well, it was a it was the fourth single from their sophomore album. Um, it was hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100, number five adult contemporary, written by Ronald Orzabal and Kurt Smith, and produced by Chris Hughes. And I always liked. Um, tears for fears because they have such they have such like an electronic eerie ethereal sound about them mm-hmm. a, a lot of music in the 80s and a lot of the, these tracks that i've selected here today have a sort of like you know like you're listening to it on a stereo from like the other side of like a warehouse like at night and there's like uh, uh, electric light Sort of like hints Cutting through the dark yeah. You know like That's yeah. sort of how I experience All of these things Or maybe what I was experiencing As I was being Driven home At night You know In, in my mother's car Or something like that But for some reason I get a lot of Atmosphere from them mm-hmm. And Tears for Fears Was like You know Absolutely no exception Another thing that I love About this song Is that it was featured On the movie Donnie Darko Oh that uh, movie. With a really cool Like single shot pan. And going through the school as the kids are getting out of the school bus and Jake Gyllenhaal is another husband of mine and he was the star of that movie and I am absolutely in love with him from that movie so the, the connection of those two things give this song an absolute gold seal for me. On your playlist. Go! Well, what is there to say?
3: (laughs) (laughs) The song is it's one of my favorites and tears for fears. I I completely understand what you're saying about atmospheric songs, because whenever I think about any of these songs, it puts me in a place in my memory where I was when I was younger, like in my mom's car, uh, shopping for Christmas presents like in Plastow, New Hampshire, or uh at the doctor's office or something. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I tend to think of, and it gives me this sense of comfort. There's something about Tears for Fears that puts me in a place I've never been, which is like nineteen eighties London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something I've never <laughs> been there. I never can be but there. they took you there. But they took me there and and it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. They offer me something that I that I couldn't live.
0: I, what well, I think is so interesting about Tears for Fears, but then it's sort of a trend with a lot of the men, and particularly men, that this moment, whether it's like Tears for Fears with, you know, new wave and synth sounds, or whether it's some of the more rockier people, I mean, I know there was a commercial drive towards some of this – Softer rock. <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, but it also just seems like there was this huge opening in our culture for men expressing the sentimentality that kind of seems strange. I was putting this list together and was shocked by how many men were on my list when, frankly, my catalog is usually pretty female heavy. Um, mm-hmm. oh, did you notice that? Totally. Well, and then also, I can't remember. I think
1: I might have been watching a documentary about Hall and Oates or something to that effect. And there were points in time where they actually started to play up the sort of appearance that they may or may not have been a couple. Like with the sort of like a, the album covers and makeup, mm-hmm. like it, it, mm-hmm. uh, music started going glam. But, you know, that's another thing altogether. All but the idea of two men right now in our sort of like hyper conservative era that we seem to have been sort of moving out of right now for two guys to be sitting there emoting together and creating music and professing love a la simon and garfunkel or air supply or whatever it's kind of gay right i mean don't you think it's very sort of like it's to emote and to express in such a way has now become sort of markers of what it is to be gay you know i think
0: yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that it was, it's an interesting moment. I mean, I, I think it's sort of the strange, it was, it was certainly queer. Yeah. and I think that it's interesting how that's sort of evolving in shape and shifting. And
1: morphing. well, he had a big old dangly earring and
0: long <laughs> hair in the back. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. so there's some sort of queen. Yeah, thing. but he had there was the fashion <laughs> mullet. There was like an opening for it. and I think it's because mm-hmm. actually, I mean, to your point, I think it's because a lot of uh, a lot of you know people, general public, didn't really understand uh, what gay was at the time. So they didn't because it wasn't so threatening. The look wasn't so threatening because they didn't have all these other associations with it. So it was sort of like they were comfortable with this gender play that sort of started to happen with, like, pushing, like, what masculinity meant and, like, being a little bit softer in a way that, like, didn't equal the sort of, like, you know, offensive nastiness they would come to find out maybe it meant.
1: Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, a football half-top jersey
1: in yeah. school was like nobody even flinched and there was no sense of irony in wearing it whatsoever it's just like i'm wearing i'm wearing tight jeans with my nuts hanging out in a football <laughs> half top that that was just very that's very what we're doing thing.
3: i had um i have much older sisters uh who are much older than i am i just repeated myself but um <laughs> you know sisters who are much older than i am and i had one who had a boyfriend uh in in high school when i was a little little kid she was in high school and he would wear like the, the football jersey half top and like tight whitewashed jeans, but he was so hyper masculine and, and homophobic, mm. uh, in all of his actions. And I found that to be just so hypocritical. So when I was coming to terms with being gay, uh, when I was younger a- and I would just think about that oppressive point of view and that thought, that school of thought. And I would just think like, But everybody was so gay in the
0: '80s. Like (laughs) we just
3: came out of this era. Like, what? How? How are we not
0: accepting? Yeah, hell knows. It's weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, gay and drama, um, (laughs) 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 Um, I really want to talk about um, for just a minute uh, Air Supply that you just mentioned and their huge hit off of their greatest hits record, "Making Love Out of Nothing." The big deal about this for me was that it was a Jim Steinman record. And Jim was my everything. In fact, on our first episode, I think, of this podcast, we had a funny moment talking about... Um, Celine Dion. Celine Dion and Jim and, uh, and, and me Tyler and Bonnie Tyler. And oh, similarly, it Tyler. all comes together with making, uh, <laughs> making, making love out of nothing uh, at all. Making love out of a Jim Steinman song. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's really hilarious. Well, one funny note about this is that it actually never was able to make it to the top of the charts because of Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, which I think is Sort of fabulous for Jim Steinman, mm-hmm. um, but secondly, what I think is really fun uh, is that that song, as well as Total Eclipse, were originally um, offered. I think offered for to Meatloaf, and I think Meatloaf either like wanted exclusive rights or he wanted um, he wanted something, or, or and Jim wasn't comfortable with it and ended up going to these other women. So it's just interesting. I think the Meatloaf Jim Steinman uh, dynamic that was happening at that point in time. Um, thirdly, it's on our you know American Idol whiteboard check um, yes. as far as covers go American um, Idol did
3: a lot of air supply though right did they or more than this
0: I thought they did. Maybe.
3: I thought I thought some Lost in Love happened. It's
0: ripe for it. I mean, a power ballad is mm. like, it's, it's their bread and butter, right? Yeah. I mean, so. They
1: basically flip through the, you know, the new great American songbook of Journey and Lost in yeah. Love yes. and Air Supply.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. You know. But what I love about this, too, is we were talking earlier about, you know, um, the, the sort of like the Phantom of the Opera moment and like that kind of drama. And you hear that in these like heavy songs. It's just, there's this, um, just as we were talking about, you know, the embracing of sort of A softer side for men. There's also just this, like, real, like, welcoming of crazy theatricality. Theatricality, yeah, yeah. I agree. Fabulous. As a
1: little, as a little gay boy, it was delightful did you guys love air supply did you guys did, would you grow up on air supply grew up on air supply and i sort of think when i think of air supply i
3: think of them as like the siegfried and roy of soft rock like I, <laughs> yes. I, the imagery for me is very similar <laughs> right there's just no tiger so <laughs> similarly to you brendan i was um i was it was 2006 or so this was a, like a little bit before my big resurgence of 80s pop culture like really came into my life and i happened upon an air supply concert at mohegan sun in connecticut wow. at, at a casino amazing that's an and 80s soft rock moment we just and mohegan sun's um like main concert venue i think they call it like the lion's den or something um like it's pretty open so you just kind of like walk around the casino and you walk down a little flight of stairs and up there and they're in this like indoor
0: like area, surrounded by slot machines surrounded by yeah and keno
3: and mm. some blackjack so wow uh so that's where i saw air supply and it was this magical moment. Did they and sound great? They sounded fantastic.
1: I love that. This song came out the year that I was born. Okay. All right, from their their Greatest Hits album, which my mom had. And she would play it yes. on the radio, over the speakers in the house as we were doing chores, or if we had people over, you know, visiting and things like that, or just hanging out. So all of these songs – and. Have you any, either of you guys noticed all of the tracks that have the word love in it, like Lost in Love, All Out of Love, Making Love Out of Nothing at All, um, The One That You Love? I mean, all, yeah. <laughs> every single song. Um, but I, yeah, like you were saying, the Siegfried and Roy of soft rock, yes. 80s FM. Um, I love the way that they play against each other. You've got, You've got the one guy who sort of takes the the first verse and the first chorus of a song, and he's got kind of his cute, sweet voice, a la like Paul Simon or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you've got the powerhouse that comes in for the second verse or the chorus and completely ups the ante, takes it an octave up, and and he's otherworldly with his range. I mean, there is nobody that has a range like this guy, except for maybe Steve Perry from Journey. You know what I'm saying? Didn't you have a? Didn't you have a track? Didn't somebody
0: have a track from Journey? Oh on their yeah, list? definitely. Open Arms is on my list. Yeah, we can put that on the um, what's it called? On the EP. There it is. On the EP.
1: Yeah. Well, what's your what's your second? What's your
0: next? What's your next selection? The next one. I just did one. You did? Yeah. Oh girl, John. Uh, we, we have to make room for our guests. Okay, okay John, let, give us. Let one. me
3: chime back in. Um, <laughs> I want to touch on Rhythm of the Rain by Dan Fogelberg.
2: Okay. Listen to the rhythm. Whatever I've been. Oh, I wish that it would go and let me cry in vain and let me be.
3: That was some shame. <laughs> okay. Oh, you do. <laughs> oh, you um, do. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Let's listen to the rhythm of the falling rain. State your case. This is a cover. I, I I've been going towards covers in my in my selections, um, and and this is a cover of a Cascades hit from 1962. Uh, Dan Fogelberg was a was a well known 70s folk singer and this was a little bit of a resurgence for him and i always love an underdog dan fogelberg and i also <laughs> had a huge crush on his voice retroactively like if we're gonna go back he's dead now but like you know if we we're gonna sure. go back you don't love time, his voice today yeah the, the whispers <laughs> of, the, of the the grave. <laughs> Yes, that dan fogelberg is
0: certainly fogelberg's also a little bit of an unfortunate uh you know name it is I mean, for a singer. It really Not is. Not like in life. I'm sure there's lovely Fogelbergs well, out I there. Think you, but. I think if
3: you're a folk singer, the the more, like, fakanked your name is, <laughs> the better off you are, you know? So if you're like, old oh, man Fogelberg is <laughs> banjo, like, then that's actually going to do you well. So that was his career. And he he had a holiday hit that um, that a lot of people listen to in that space between Christmas and New Year's, uh, Another Old Lang Syne. About like running into my lover at the grocery store. And then we sit in the car and talk about how miserable we are. But I dropped her off because I'm a cab driver and she's rich. Bye. That's the su- that's a beautiful <laughs>
1: holiday classic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Vicky's so not so having touched. any of this. Yeah. I just...
1: <laughs> yeah. I a number one... I watched the video and I just couldn't get past the fact that he looked like Billy Ray Cyrus's well-behaved cousin (laughs) somehow. Slash, he looked a lot like Willem Dafoe, and I just expected the Hobgoblin from the you know the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies to be like waiting in the wings. (laughs) It's, so if, to paint a picture for you, to paint a picture for you, it's sort of like one of these sort of late 80s, early 90s, like we're in a recording studio. It's a recording studio. We're, 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 yeah. we're recreating the idea of recording. And he right. even has these backup vocalists to be there. So they are these ladies that are like swaying and snapping. Mm-hmm. And it's really that the only purpose that they show is to, just, is the, the only purpose they have is just to basically explain that this, yes, this is a legitimate recording situation. This
3: is, And also it's an is, homage to, to
1: the 60s. <laughs> I So suppose. there is
3: some depth to it this, just, but
1: I think that I reached a point watching offended. it where not, I, I was slightly offended. I felt like I was having my Beavis and Butthead moment where this had been turned on in front of me, and now I just needed to find the cracks. I feel like I he's gonna light a
0: cigarette. Neither, after find the like cheap jokes, so but you know what's funny though? They're, I mean, I, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but there's been a lot of covers of this song. A like lot. tons. Yeah. yeah, this is a very
3: well-known song from that era of the '60s. That that very poppy, like like listen to my angst era but Mm -hmm. but we make it sound sweet there's something about this song that that's very sad to me. And I think it's because Dan Vogelberg, uh, even though you said he looked like an ogre or something or whatever <laughs> you said. I thought he was handsome, but w- that's another discussion. He had a little bearish question. Are you sad he's gone? I, I'm very sad he's gone. I remember where I was the day he died, which is what? a very bizarre thing. To, <laughs> wait, yes, wait, this is why he's wait, here. Hold this on. Is why he's here. Did you
0: know, like, you were aware of the day of his death or, or reflectively,
3: yeah. like, you remember where you were the day he died? Oh, no. I was. I was very aware on the day of his death. I was working for a bank, which is a great place to listen to all of these hits.
0: That's true. Um, but
3: we had like as a teller. No, I was a bank manager. Oh, right snap. out of college, like fresh out of the gate. It Excuse was like me. in the Bush years. So what else are you going to do for money? So I got a job at a bank, and I was a, I was a, I was a branch manager, and um, and we had a television in our branch mounted on the wall, and we had headline news on all the time, and. Dan, and they announced that Dan Fogelberg died that day. And they played Rhythm of the Rain. And I just, like, a, t- a single tear just went down my cheek. Because he had he had this beautiful
1: voice, I believe.
0: This it. is the nostalgia I live for. This is, this is why
1: we created the show. And this is what we're bringing people together. And, you know... <laughs> the, the, the the community is uniting under under Dan under Fogelberg. Dan Fogelberg. Yeah, let's and, talk
3: about where we were the day Dan
1: Fogelberg <laughs> died. But uh, Listen, listening yeah. to Paul Abdul, probably that's probably what I was doing. TLC, TLC, mm-hmm. <laughs> snorting some coke in a bath. Oh, or stop it! Never man. that.
3: No, Never, not Miss Vicky. So wholesome, Vicky. Oh please, she really is.
1: <laughs> should should I should I? Yeah, we've only go, we
0: got a little bit more time, so give yeah. me give me a good one. Oh
1: my goodness. Oh geez, okay. <sighs> let's talk about heart.
0: Let's talk, Can we about talk about it.
1: heart? Yeah, John is, is freaking out right now. Okay, from their self titled album, Heart from 1985, I want to talk about what about love? What about
2: love? Don't you want someone to care about you?
1: Okay, so this is one of the... Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I can't even. I can't I've even. i a do cigarette you now. This is the beginning and the end. Anna Nancy Wilson. This album, their sort of self-titled hair metal-like... We're talking about soft rock, but somehow this made, you know, adult contemporary. It was kind of adult contemporary. There were, there were a lot of, of heart songs from the 80s that made the
3: contemporary
0: charts also in like context this was much softer than their previous music so I think that you know sort of helped shift it into that category well I
1: loved it I mean I love the hot pink lipstick and the hairspray for Jesus Mm -hmm. and the two of them like as opposing yin yang figures to one you know the the darkness of Ann Wilson and you know the gobos sort of like uh disguising her weight gain and the angular you (laughs) know like like Ann's behind bars like (laughs) couldn't you just see that
3: video shoot where they're like Ann can you get further into the dungeon (laughs) just go further roll back (laughs) Ann but we're gonna put
1: nancy out in front in right pink bra with a she guitar
3: she, she's just gonna dance around it's like the these dreams video all over again yeah um i love them i, I love them so And much. that image did s- you know i didn't mean to cut you off no I'm go so go, sorry. go did you know that i have a new tradition of seeing heart every year in concert like you guys saw mariah carey in yeah concert and that's a tradition that you're carrying on what a good um, tradition yeah my friend leah Duby and i um and our friend paul we get together and we go to a heart concert
0: are they in a regular touring schedule they
3: are they That's are awesome. so, and they've st- they stepped it up from uh, from 2014 to 2015 2014 we saw them at the la county fairgrounds in pomona
2: which
3: <laughs> is very far from los angeles for those of you who don't know where but
0: still Canada in the is. county
3: still in the county like barely in the county okay but pretty and pretty far out like there's a walmart and then there's the fairgrounds and Heartless and there's singing. you and there was us and there was there's Anne some. and nancy <laughs> um and then this year we saw them at the hollywood bowl and they played with the la philharmonic and that was one of the most beautiful experiences i've ever had and they sang what about love because that is one of their one of their go-tos
1: oh my god that yeah. sounds incredible i've had a thing for these sort of like female familial um, rock groups, I guess growing up. I mean Wilson Phillips and I mean who knows oh, the, who knows yes. the trench coat and the gobos better than right. Wilson. Exactly. but also you know the Juds, we talked about the Juds before. Mm-hmm. There's something about somebody from your family singing along with you and the way that your vocals harmonize. but yeah. it's absolutely magical. the carpenters, we talked about the carpenters yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely magical and these two girls have been doing it since forever. And they love doing it. Yeah, well, they're still doing it. it. They are best friends, and you see that whenever you
3: see them in concert, whenever you see them in interviews they love each other so much they're not the type of sisters who, who are at each other's throats mm-hmm. and i think that's part of what makes it so beautiful
1: i live for them and that album from front to back was flawless mm-hmm. you know we're talking lace we're talking leather we're talking trench coats we're talking aquanet blush for days mm-hmm. i mean i saw them on the cover and they look like some sort of vampire clan and i was like <laughs> whatever these girls are selling i'm buying
0: suck on my neck yeah come on <laughs> bring me in i live for them this i've listen to the song all day long we're, john were you singing? one point that there's a tattoo Oh situation. my god! Of course, yeah, so another tattoo situation. Noticed, yeah, one of
3: the <laughs> another tattoo. Except, I'll I'll allow this because it's Ann Wilson. Sure. But we um we were at the Hollywood Bowl concert, and of course, they have screens so you can see them a little bit more closely than you actually are. And we were right in front of a screen, and my friend Leah was like, "Does she have a tattoo?" And her dress was the sleeve was riding down, and you could see that she had a full sleeve. Tattoo of vines, like an ivy sort of thing. Mm, on this her. is Anne. This is
0: Anne. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Anne? Very, you know, like a uh, romance novel esque.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not something that I would ever imagine Anne Wilson to do, but she's, she still has her edge. Or so have yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but like she also at 65, I think she's 65, and she hits every note.
1: Amazing. They've compared her to what is it, Jimmy Page from from Led Zeppelin? Is, yeah. that, is that the right? They actually mm-hmm. do a lot of Zeppelin covers in their in their live act. Now She her her range is absolutely just steel. She's phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, we gotta get back on track with one last song. You wanna take it? I think we should let our guest take it. Okay, do you John. have
3: one? Yeah, I do. We'll close the sound. Let's talk about it. This is actually a great closer. And it's human by the human
2: League I'm only you
1: Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis might as well be a guest on our show. Oh my yes. god. They've got a track. Yep. They've got a yep. track on People every don't minutes. even realize,
3: but I hope they do now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yep. Oh. They turned to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Virgin, who was the label producing the album, turned to them because. The Human League just wasn't producing anything that the label could agree with. And uh, and this song came about uh, and it became their second number one hit almost instantly right behind uh, Don't You Want Me. Um, I just absolutely adore this song. It makes me think of everything that brings me comfort from the 1980s.
1: It is a beautiful song. I really love it. Yeah, and they they made the right choice selecting these guys. I have to say, watching the video, the video is all about crossfades. It's about angular <laughs> yeah. haircuts.
0: It's yeah. about is it is is it humanity?
1: <laughs> humanity? <laughs> yeah. well, the funny thing is, is that they're using, they're using the idea of being human as a justification for cheating on each other. Yeah. And at the end, the chick's like, you know, while you were away, I was human too. And I was like, so you're all just basically a bunch mm. of cheating sluts. <laughs> I don't feel bad for any of you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this is a great lesson for gay men about open relationships and why you should have one. Just listen to the song. Well, human, there's three of them. It's there's... all about being human. Are, <laughs> this is true. There are so many elements. It's never
0: just going to be the two of you. Wait, can you distill the lesson again? I don't know if that came through. Sorry. <laughs> What's the lesson?
3: <laughs> so this song is basically like like Vicky was saying. It's about uh, two people who had cheated on each other and had indiscretions, and then they they were apart while they were apart. Then they come back together to discuss this, and basically they're saying like I'm only humans. So so I I make my mistakes. I've made mistakes, and these are some mistakes I've made. But like, let's accept each other. And so there's an element there of just of just this is who we are as people. So what I've learned <laughs> and, and a lot of in in my love life is that like a lot and a lot of gay guys are in open relationships, and I think that uh, that this goes back to a lesson where like maybe you should be in an open relationship so that you're not cheating on each other. But the then it wouldn't league. be a mistake, would it? And then it wouldn't be exactly. Then you wouldn't have exactly. a mistake, and you wouldn't write a song, and then human never would have come about. The real mistake
1: well, was <laughs> the chandelier earrings in this video and the gratuitous <laughs> waves really? of hair gel. Yeah, the, the earrings—they're the not, not working. Geometric earrings, not for me. I'm shocked no, by that. I feel no. like you've
0: always loved a chandelier earring. I,
1: I do, I do. But you know, I enjoy a little bit more of an early '90s softened um, op art type of thing going on. And these were all, these look like Sorsha from willow you know what i mean they were a little bit too armored i don't go for the sort of Mm -hmm. like 80s advertisement for like a hair studio where it's like a blonde girl with like a triangular like haircut it's really like it's a patrick nagel uh painting come to life like susan powder is jumping out at me and i
0: it didn't appeal to my (laughs) sanity i really love that we did a whole episode about um, 80s light FM soft rock, and our guest ends with basically what's a Janet, uh, Janet connection, <laughs> which I think is so appropriate for us. I agree. I agree. It
1: all comes back to the Minneapolis sound. <laughs> it all comes back (laughs) to Minneapolis doesn't it oh my god and Prince and Prince I'm sorry it does this is
0: Vicky (laughs) this is Vicky signing (laughs) off with another Prince reference John thank you so much for coming on our show thank you guys for having me this was a blast great thank you everyone in LA needs to check out a very special episode I know I will I'm trying to go there a lot more
1: John give us your website URL again for your your Uh, so we have the Facebook page
3: now I I swear we're always in, in progress with everything with building a website for it Uh, but it is facebook.com backslash a very special episode we are on the second Sunday of every month at the Eric Hyperion Theater in Los Angeles
0: amazing we're gonna check it out I think um, this was a blast and uh, I don't know don't tune into the Lila but try some other soft rock stations (laughs) (laughs) and try the next episode of Back on Track
1: it's been wonderful bye bye If you like our show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are hot. And if you really like our show, we'd love a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter at Back on Track Show, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and all of your favorite ways of time. <laughs> we love to hear from you. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and check out all of our mix playlists.
0: And if you're outraged that your favorite track didn't make the list, visit us at www.backontrackshow.com and let us have it. You know, we'll tell you what we think, honey. All right,
1: we're done. Peace.